Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. This is Hugh Douglas from 9290 Game, and you listen to MTMV Sports. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. So happy to be joined today by none other than my man, Mr. Hot Takes himself, Chris Stoops. We had this interview, we had this thought because of something that you said that I was like, yo, that is wow. And I really need to dive into that and dig into it a little bit deeper. But before we hop into that, Chris, how you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic. Um, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been doing Debbie for a little while. I've been doing fantasy football for quite a, quite a while as well. Um, you know, I'm on Twitter pretty, pretty heavily, you know, Stoops1990. Um, I'm on there. I interact, I retweet. I, I, I obviously give some hot takes apparently and some group chats and just on the thread itself. But um, no, I'm actually one of the, the co-hosts over at the Debbie Delight, um, where we focus obviously on Debbie, college sports, um, football specifically, have a blast over there with my, my, he's the actual host. I'm just the co-host, but you know, we, we do equally as, as much work there at the Debbie Delight, um, with Ricky Valero. So he's a good, good guy as well. Um, I have a blast, man. Debbie's, Debbie's one thing that it, it it's when I found out it was actually a part of the dynasty community, I jumped in literally as quick as I could. I've always watched college football. Um, as as everyone knows, I'm a huge A and M fan, so I'm I'm used to the disappointment of of some college football here and there. But no, man, I, I'm I'm a, I'm glad you brought me on. I'm gonna have a blast with this one. I'm sure you are as well. So definitely excited for it. Yo, let's let's hop straight into it. Yo, so you were talking a little like like it, I was like, wow, I can't believe he said that when we were in our group chat. You basically said this. You said that. Chase Young, I think Chase was having a phenomenal day or something. I mean, he was just going off, right? He was having a great game. If you guys don't know who Chase Young is, uh, first off, shame on you. Secondly, um, he's a junior, six foot five, two hundred and sixty-five pounds. He plays for um, Ohio State. He's the defensive end who is basically taking over the imagination of the nation right now. He's a beast, absolute uh, monster, coming off the edge, and he has. A, I mean, so far he's had a phenomenal season: thirteen point five sacks. It's incredible. But here's what you said. You said this. You said if you had the first pick in the draft, regardless of the team, regardless of the team, that you would take Chase Young over any quarterback available this season. Man, why'd you say that, Chris? So for me, the thing is this, and and, and maybe maybe I'm saying that for the simple fact that there are so many quarterbacks that I like in this class. Yes, you've got some that are you're going to be a more elite level, a little bit higher end that are worthy of that first pick. Um, but for me, man, and it was during the Wisconsin game where he just, I mean, was just dominating. He had four sacks in that game, two forced fumbles. He had six tackles, all of them solos. He was just absolutely dominating. But you look at his performance throughout the whole season so far. You said it, 13 and a half sacks, um, 29 total tackles on the season, 22, um, yeah, 22 solos and then seven assists. So when I compared him to some other other guys, you know, your Jadavion Clowney's, Miles Garrett, um, even, you know, the client um, Farrell, basically um, uh, out of Clemson last year. So the numbers as far as solo tackles and everything don't quite match up to what those guys have done when they were in college. But, man, when you watch him, he is an absolute dominant force. And when you watch an NFL game, 
you look at, you know, your J.J. Watts, you look at your Miles Garrett's, your Jadavion Clowney's, you know, um, the Bosa brothers, you look at them and how disruptive they are. It changes the flow of a game. Um, obviously, yes, quarterbacks are the ones that, you know, truly drive the offense. Obviously, you know, they direct things on their end. But, man, if that defensive end is getting to that quarterback consistently, like I believe Chase Young can do on the next level, and as well as he's been doing in college, that just that, that's, a, that's a talent that I find harder to come across. Yes, you can kind of throw a – I don't want to call anyone at the NFL level mediocre, obviously, but you throw someone that's maybe not to a Chase Young level, in my eyes for sure, they're still going to get disrupts, you know, disruptions back there in the backfield. But Chase Young, man, he's something special that, that I don't think we've – and I don't want to say in a while because Miles Garrett did the same thing. Jadavion Clowney has done the same thing, but – to me, the talent that Chase Young has, it's 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 harder to come across and it's a little bit more rare to find. And his speed for how big he is is unreal. And I even I went a little bit extra. And again, projections are projections. That's simply all they are. Things are going to change. You know, teams can start to scheme for him. If if he plays out a 15-game season, you know, makes it to the conference championship, obviously, college football playoffs and all the way to national championship. He'd finish the season with basically 25 sacks to me that and, and nine forced fumbles, um, 54 total tackles, which, again, when you look at that, the tackles aren't necessarily as high as some other guys that we've seen come out. But, man, 25 sacks, that's not even taking into consideration any QB hits, any disruptions of other other fashion, anything like that. To me, Chase Young is just one of those guys that no matter what team I was, if I was the the, the man in charge of drafting, to me, Chase Young is the guy, um, and I don't know what else to say. I mean, you know, you just look at his numbers, and you just – a lot of it, too, is just watch his film. And like you said before we started, you know, um, really getting in-depth with this, if you don't know Chase Young, you've got to go watch this guy play, man. It's it's He's fun to watch, and, you know, we all – I play in IDP leagues. Some people don't. A lot of people don't. So they don't pay attention to the defensive side as much necessarily. Um, but man, he's fun to watch. That Ohio State de- Ohio State defense in general is fun to watch. But you watch the Ohio State game; it's Chase Young, Chase Young, Chase Young, and then obviously Justin Fields. But that's a whole different side of the the discussion. But it's just Chase Young after Chase Young after Chase Young announcement. It's insane. Man, okay. If you are, and and I understand you completely, if you're a team like the Giants, who kind of already have their quarterback situation settled, you're a team like Atlanta, who will most likely stay with the guy who they, they've, you know, kind of invested in, in Matt Ryan, the New York Jets, who kind of have a future in Sam Darnold, right? If you're those teams, then I understand 100%. Even Washington, maybe, maybe because last year they drafted, um, you know, Haskins. But if you're a team like Miami, because you see the situation they're in, and Cincinnati, you see the situation they're in, just benching their guys. If you're Miami, you're the Bengals, are you still going after a guy like um, like Chase Young? So, so if, if I was Cincinnati, I would, I would have to think more on it. I'll be, I'll be straightforward. I would have to think more on it because, you know, Andy Dalton's put up his stuff. You know, we've seen him. He's serviceable right now. And I do think he's still got a couple years left. But we don't know if Ryan Finley is going to be the answer there. Obviously, we haven't even seen him play necessarily. So if I was Cincinnati, I would think on it more. What I Right this very moment, would I take Chase Young? Yes. If we were drafting today, yes, I would. Miami, I would without a doubt still take, take Chase Young. That being said, 
I personally have always been higher on Josh Rosen. I feel he has not been given. Yes, he had a lot of game opportunities in Arizona last year, but you look at that team last year, it it was pretty much a train wreck. Like it was not a good situation. He he just didn't have great coaching around him. Um, there was a lot of things that I think he could have done better. Obviously, yes, but I just think as a whole, I, I think his NFL career has just been throw him in, toss it around, see what he can do. Let's trade him. Let's do this. So, and in Miami, we, it's, 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 that's a whole different story. Miami's a, a dumpster fire. They're just kind of, they've done it. They're going in rebuild, full rebuild. So I would rather personally take a Chase Young in this draft, first overall, if that's what Miami has, right out a season with Josh Rosen. Cause who knows? You give him those reps, you give him, you know, that first team. Um, practice all the time and and he can become someone in my opinion that is a serviceable quarterback and worst case scenario he does what he's been doing you find out he's not that great you've got Chase Young then you get the number one overall pick again in 2021 and then you've got your Trevor Lawrence you've got a Justin Fields you've got other quarterbacks that are coming out that I feel are going to be just as good on the NFL level so again NFL does not wait around. They want to win now. I get that. But Miami's not that team that's going to be a win-now team within one, two, even probably three years. So if you can get a Chase Young right now that is just that elite pass rusher, um, and then you can get a Trevor Lawrence, a Justin Fields next year, which, again, that's a gamble. You're taking that chance that you have the first overall pick. But to me, yes. If I was Miami, no question. Cincinnati, I'd probably think about it a little bit more, but I think I'd still go that route with Chase Young. Chase Young. You've seen the impact that Nick Bosa has had on his team, mm-hmm. and it's been phenomenal. You think Chase has that same type of impact? I think I he think does. He I think he is fully capable of, of playing exactly like what we've seen from the Bosa, uh, Nick Bosa for sure. All right. Now, here's the thing. We know kind of you know our opinions and kind of what we think and, and what we believe is the best move. But my question is, how do you think the top of the draft will actually play out this year? So I do think that let's just say that Miami Cincinnati are top two. I 100% believe they'll go quarterback. I really do. You, you've kind of mentioned it, you know, their quarterback, their quarterback issues there. I really do think if they have that first overall pick, they're going to go quarterback. Um, the quarterback is what drives that team. You know, if you, if, if you can't score points on the offensive side, you're not going to win games. Your defense can allow, you know, three points a game, but if you put up zero, you lose. So I get it. Um, I do think they're going to go quarterback. If somehow Washington, you know, bumps up and they have that first overall pick, I think it could change up a little bit. So it is going to come down to who has that first pick, but it's looking like it's going to be Miami or Cincinnati. And I do think they go quarterback. Okay. So if Chase Young is your obvious hands down number one, how does the rest of your top six kind of play out? Like beyond Chase Young, who are the next five players that you think are the most talented guys who are going to enter this draft? Yeah, for me, so um, this might be a bit of a of a hot take because it's it's been um, he's only had the one true legitimate season, but Joe Burrow for me is a huge huge riser. I think he's one basically that's going to definitely skyrocket up the draft boards as they already have. Um, and obviously you've got Tua. Tua's a stud in Alabama. He's got so many weapons. It's unbelievable. And the talent, he's just able to do what he's able to do on the field. Um, on the Debbie Delight, I've said it, um, and as well as Ricky, the host, he's way higher on Joe Burrow than, than most anybody I've seen. But I like Joe more than Tua. That's a very hot take. I understand that because Tua's been doing it much longer. But um, nonetheless, I've got Joe, Tua, and then Jerry Judy, another Alabama 
um, player there. Um, Grant Delpit out of LSU on the defensive side, and then Jeff um, Okuda out of Ohio State. So got some defensive guys in there. Um, there's also some offensive linemen, you know, Andrew Thomas, um, I believe out of Georgia. So there's some other guys out there that, that I know I was kind of random and I wasn't necessarily in any specific order, but those are the guys that I would see start to fall next. Um, even, and I'll be hundred percent honest, the defensive end out of, I believe it's Iowa. I totally, his name is escaping me right now, but he's another guy that I think could, could definitely be, be higher on the, the draft boards once draft comes around. Now, if you had to put somebody right behind Chase Young, like you say Chase Young and then it's mm-hmm. this guy. Like after Chase is gone, this is the best guy on the board. Who's that guy? For me, man, that's tough. Um, what I've seen so far, and this is almost going to sound contradictory to kind of what I've been saying, you know, as far as the why you should take Chase Young. But personally, what I've seen this year and the steps he's taken, I would have to go Joe Burrow. Um, I know that's kind of, uh, maybe jumping on a bandwagon or, you know, just kind of, uh, not jumping to conclusions, but kind of, you know, taking it for what it's worth in the moment. But man, what I've seen from him, the, the tests that he's passed, the, the games he has played, you know, the, against Texas, which, you know, they've got some five-star prospects on that defense, but he just tore them apart. And then against Auburn, um, against, uh, yeah, Florida, oh, now I'm drawing a blank. Was it Florida or Auburn? They just played. I'm sorry. Oh, they just play Auburn. Yeah, Auburn. That's right. Um, so basically, um, just the 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 tests that he's passed so far. Now he does have Alabama coming up. You know, that's gonna be that to me. That's gonna be essentially what kind of moves Joe or Tua. Um, and I'll be and and Tua's done it more consistently. I get that. But right now, to answer your question, Joe Burrow would be would be my guy. Wow, that look. I'm gonna tell you how shocking that is for me. So. <laughs> If people know me, then they know I love LSU. They know I've been watching LSU play for a very long time. And honestly, and I talked to, um, I don't know if you know, you know Ray Garvin. He's in, he's in our group yeah. as well. So yeah, I, I talked Ray. to Ray. And um, I was like, I say, Ray, yo, like this is, it's been an incredible turnaround. Like the offense used to be just mm-hmm. ground and pound. He emphasized it. It's been ground and pound for years. And now all of a sudden they actually flipped the script. And and became an explosive offense, and that's not what we've seen in, in, in recent years. And so Joe has been a part of that explosive offense. I don't know if if some people are prisoners of the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, or is he a legit outright talent that can't be denied? So, and what I can say to that, because that, that was the prisoner of the moment. That that's the term I was trying to think of that I couldn't couldn't get to my mind. But when I was watching LSU last year, you saw those glimpses of what Joe Burrow could be, but he just wasn't there yet. You know, and again, offensive schemes have changed. He just wasn't quite there. But then to see what he has done this year, what I'm seeing this year are those glimpses I saw last year in in, in little spurts. So. It very well could be just a prisoner of the moment, but man, when a quarterback or a player in general just comes out and does something like this, I do think it just skyrockets them to a different level. And a lot of the NFL draft, yes, talent, obviously, but a lot of it is timing. You know, when do you have your best season? When do you look the best? And honestly, I would uh, you could say that right now, building up to that NFL draft um in his senior season this is the time to do it if you're going to ever do it now is the time to do it because it's just going to be fresh on everybody's mind so it's only going to help him but you know is it a prisoner of the moment very possible very very possible okay talk to me based on your opinion which college team has the most nfl talent on this roster 
So I would have to – and this one's pretty tough because there's actually three teams that I, I like. I would honestly have to go with an Alabama you look at what they've got on the offensive side, and they've always got, you know, um, the, the defense has taken a little bit of hit with their injuries and everything, but they've always got top NFL talent coming off of that Alabama defense. And then, you know, you've got the Tua's, the Jerry Judy, the Henry Ruggs, Devonta Smith, Najee Harris. Like, the list just goes on. I think Alabama right now um, does have the most talent, basically, in all of college football right now. Okay. So, if they have the most talent in all of college football – you know, I'm a favorite that one. I'm a favorite. Ooh, I want to ask, but I'm a favorite. Um, just, okay, before we get to that final question, because I have the big one, right? But how do you think it? How do you think it goes when they play LSU? I actually have LSU winning that game. And again, I, you know, it, it sounds like a lot of what I'm saying is kind of a, not hypocritical. I don't want to say that, but um, I just think LSU is playing on a different level right now. It's going to be very, very tough because it is at Alabama. So they're going to Alabama's going to have that home field advantage, and you know how they are at home. They're nearly not impossible, but nearly impossible to beat at home. So it's going to be a very, very tough game. But I just think LSU is going to just. I think they're going to pull off the win. It's going to be a close game, but I just think with the the way they're playing, the 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 rhythm that they have week after week, especially coming off of a bye week. Um, being able to prepare for that game. Alabama's doing much the same. They've got a bye week as well. So both coming off a bye, it's going to be a phenomenal game. Um, but I do think LSU ends up pulling that win out. People think no matter what, that Alabama is not going to be outside looking in. Like no matter what happens during this game, and we've seen it time and time again, where Alabama just either they're skirting to that fourth spot or they're you know the number one team going in. Right. Who do you think is the fifth team this year? If it's not Alabama, you don't think – it may not be LSU. If they can get past this game, it, it may not be LSU. So who's going to be that fifth team just kind of seeing the other four teams, you know, enjoying their <laughs> enjoying their college football playoff, but they're not? So for me, this one's – I and I went a little bit extra with it. I went through the top, you know, what is it, top 11 ranked teams, got the remaining schedule, and kind of looked at what I would think they would win, would lose, conference championships, et cetera. I won't go through all of that. but um, That's but, a move, man. I see you. Yeah, so I definitely went a little bit more into it. I think based on schedules that are left and based on conference championships and stuff like that, um, and my biggest thing is that – so. Clemson, I think, makes it. And I'll get to your. I'll get to the answer. Don't worry. But Clemson, I think, makes it as the number four simply because they're gonna be undefeated. And, and I just feel that the playoff committee won't leave out a undefeated Clemson team simply because it's Clemson. And we say that there's, you know, there's no bias that goes into this. There's no favoritism. There's gotta be, and it's an undefeated Clemson team who has won national championships before. So I think they make it as the four. But I think. Oregon is going to be that team that does um, be that fifth spot. You know, they're the first one out. They're going to be playing um, what I would assume to be Utah, um, basically in the the Pac-12 championship game. So um, we'll see how that one pans out. I wouldn't be shocked, though, if Penn State is that fifth spot as well. So that's why it's it's, Oregon's my answer. Oregon is my answer right now. I think they're going to be that fifth team, um, so that first team out. But Penn State's got a – their remaining schedule um they've got minnesota coming up in week 11 and they've still got ohio state so um if they can somehow beat ohio state i don't see it happening 
then I think Penn State can make it over over a Clemson. There's just a lot left, man. This is why I love college football, to be honest with you. You know, NFL's got these these top matchups, but man, college football, when you get these ranked opponents, especially in these top conferences, and then you've got the conference championship games, man, this it just gets me excited. I absolutely love it. But to answer your question, I think Oregon is going to be that fifth team. Wow. Okay. So Oregon's going to be left kind of looking in. All right. Even as a Pac-12 champion. Even as a Pac-12 champion. And that sucks. I mean, and that's just because of Clemson. And that, that's that's my thing. I would, for me, yes, Clemson would be the ACC champion. I get that. But you look at their schedule. And again, I'm a huge A&M fan. I never thought A&M should have been ranked. I never thought they were there. So when you look at Clemson's schedule, it's kind of like, well, who is their best win? And this is me assuming that they're going to win it. But Wake Forest, which is a great team, but Wake Forest would be their best win. You know what I mean? And it's kind of just like you look at some other teams, you look at an Oregon, and they beat an Auburn. Um, and then they'll essentially, in my projections, beat a Utah. So they beat some ranked opponents. So I would I would rather see Oregon as the four and Clemson not make it. But I just don't see that happening. I just don't see the committee doing that. Yo, I got I got to sidebar you for a second. Um, I know you're a Texas A&M fan, bro. Um, man, how did you feel when when Johnny went from your team to the NFL and then his whole story kind of played out? Like, how did you feel watching that unfold? So I'll be the first to tell you and other people can vouch for it. I So I've met Johnny. I've met him a couple of times, actually. I went and played basketball with him at some open gyms. He's literally one of the coolest guys you can meet. And I also, I'll say this, I met him before the Heisman. I met him before the big time fame. So fame changes people. I get that. But I was defending him, one, A&M fan, two, because I was a Johnny Manziel fan, met him, great guy. But that was before the fame. So I was defending him. But it hits a point where, man – you you just can't defend someone's actions anymore. So once it started getting deeper and deeper and you started finding out more, there's only so much you can defend for a guy, unfortunately. It does seem now as if he started to kind of turn things around, but it, it's probably too late, to be honest with you. I don't see him in the NFL again. Um, and then when he was in Cleveland, again, Cleveland was at that time a, a <laughs> not a great team, obviously. They had some pieces. They had some pieces to make it work, but... I just think, and, and I was actually watching the game last night, and I'm not going on a Kyler tangent, but there was times where he relies on has that, his athleticism so much that I think he makes poor decisions. Kyler's looking phenomenal. He is. But Johnny, back to Johnny, I think he tried to do that too much. He relies on his athleticism. And, man, when you've got hell, you've got defensive tackles that are going to run at you at a 4-7 speed, and they're, what, 6'5", 300 pounds? Like, that's unreal. He doesn't see that in college necessarily. So... Man, it it was it was rough to watch. It really was. Um, I was a huge Johnny Manziel fan. I watched him in high school. I grew up 20 minutes away from where he went to high school, so um, got to watch him. But man, to see what he he went through and the kind of the downfall he took, it was rough. It was really rough to watch. Do you see a little bit of Johnny in Baker Mayfield? So, from a attitude standpoint, I could see it. They're both very. I guess cocky. I don't really like using the word arrogant, but it's kind of one, you know, it's essentially the same type of, of definition. But um, I just think they're both very confident in their abilities on the field. But at the moment, it's just not transitioning. Yes, Baker showed flashes last year, um, but it's just something's not clicking this year. You know, again, new coaching staff, new play calling, new all that stuff, new new weapons. But, I mean, the weapons that he got is Odell Beckham. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. 
come on now. Like, how can you not get Odell Beckham the ball? And you still got Jarvis. You've got Nick Chubb, who is unreal on the field. I don't know, man. So it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's, I I do see glimpses of it, you know, from an attitude standpoint, from an on the field standpoint. I think Baker's got a little bit more talent. He's a, he is a little bit more capable of making the plays and getting things done, but it's just not clicking, man. Something's wrong and I don't know what it is. Yo, back to back to college. Um, before we wrap up with this final big question, I mean, you've seen some good championship teams. Who's your favorite college football championship team? So, as far as who's going to win this year? No, no, just like no. who's your favorite? Like, like nostalgic feeling, right? Like, who's oh, your um your favorite college football champion? Oh, I would have to say, just thinking off the top of my head. I loved watching those Miami teams. Me too. I, okay. <laughs> I loved watching those Miami teams, man. I mean, it was it was one of those where you just you just watch them and you can tell they're having fun. Like, yes, they're going out there getting the job done, but they enjoyed every second of it. And and that's what you want. You want to have at any level, you know, middle school, high school, college, pro, whatever. You just want to have fun, you know. And those Miami teams, man, it was a blast to watch. The U, that's yeah. yo, that was that was me too. That's me too. I, honestly, um, if I had if I had to kind of go back to a moment, it would be there. I would I would be thinking about Miami and those um, Miami U teams, man. That's 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 a big deal. Okay, cool. Now, um, let's look at the future of this year, man. Who do you see finishing the season as the college football champion? The team I've got winning it is going to be Ohio State. I just think, you know, with the way Justin Fields has been playing, um, you got J.K. Dobbins, um, you've got that that offense, and then obviously we've already talked about it, the defense. It's just, I think, top to bottom, um, the way they're playing, they've played some top competition. They've still got some games coming up, you know, as well. They've got a Penn State left, and they've got a Michigan who, you don't know what Michigan you're going to get, you know, but um, if they get a good one, it's just going to just boost their resume even more. But I think overall, I think Ohio State's, I'm going to be the one that does pull it out and win that championship this year. Speed of the SEC, you think they can handle it? I do. I do. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a different, different um, style of play. Um, you know, because obviously with that, the Big Ten, a lot of it is kind of more of the the ground and pound, just kind of wear you down type of thing. But I think they'll be able to to make it work, and I think they'll pull it off. Yo, Chris, thank you so much for joining us, man. I, I appreciate it. I know once I heard the hot take from you in the group, I had to get you on the show. Mm-hmm. And and I know, I mean, just kind of hearing you, I know there's going to be more hot takes coming. I, <laughs> oh, you know, for sure. And and it's one of those where, and, and not to go on a huge tangent of this, but I've even said it on my podcast. When I say something, if I'm wrong, I'm going to tell you, hey, man. I was wrong. Like, for example, again, not a huge tangent. Kyler Murray, I didn't think he would transition well to the NFL. He is proving me wrong. And I'm here to admit that. I've admitted it before. So I'm going to have some hot takes. It's fun. It's literally all in fun. I'm not losing any sleep. I'm not losing any money on it. You know, it's just I say it. I believe it. If, if I don't believe it, I'm not going to say it. That's the biggest thing. But, man, hot takes are, are, are fun, and I just enjoy it. Yo, Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, Nick Bosa. I got them all wrong. <laughs> I got them all wrong. And and I outright, without a doubt, said what I felt about those guys and how they would transition. And I was wrong. So it, it's all good, man. <laughs> that, that humility is always good for us, bro. 
So, man, please tell people how they can find you on Twitter, uh, where they can get the content that you put out. Um, just ch- kind of remind us of where we can we can get more of these hot, awesome takes. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Stoops1990. Um, I work with, um, basically, like I said, I've got that podcast with Ricky Valero. We're at the, the Devi Delight. It's on iTunes. It's on Google. It's on, I mean, you name it. it it's we, we do it through Anchor, so it distributes it literally anywhere that podcasts are, can be found. So Devi Delight, um, that's where we're located with all of our Devi content. Um, work with expandtheboxscore.com. Um, got a promo code, capital letters, Stoops. You want to get ten percent off on that, so definitely some great stats going there. A um, lot of lot of lot of stuff. College, NFL, they've got basketball going right now. They do have baseball, obviously that just ended, but they've we've got all sorts of sports over there. A lot of lot of great information, a lot of stats. Um, but yeah, those are places. Twitter and like I said, the Debbie Delight. It's the podcast I'm on. Awesome. Hey, y'all, this is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. I'm thankful, thankful, thankful that you chose to listen to this podcast today. If you listen on Apple, go ahead and leave us that five-star review. Hey, you might feel in the mood to leave us a four-star review. Hold that review and just wait and give us that five-star when you think we are ready. We can't wait to hear from you in the future. If you want to reach out to us, please feel free to do so at MTNV Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, we love you. We thank you for listening to this podcast. God bless. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all still. You have a show, The Odd Couple with Rob Parker. It's a dynamic show, man. Please tell the people about it and where they can find it. Yeah, uh, it's the I Couple radio show, and it is myself and Rob Parker. It's on Fox Sports Radio. It's a national show. Uh, it's on the iHeartRadio app, and it's on Sirius XM Channel 83 from 7 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, Eastern Time, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, Monday through Friday. On over 350 channel or media markets nationwide uh and also you can download the i couple podcast which are the uh greater greatest takes from the show that is uh on itunes apple podcast soundcloud or foxsportsradio.com so you can download subscribe to the podcast and check that out so uh yeah man definitely uh it's been going well it's been popping so uh your listeners definitely want to check out the odd couple. Awesome. Is there any big news coming up with King? 